Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. Today, I've got Sonia Trinachan on the show. Sonia is a personal fitness trainer, dream coach, bioenergy practitioner, and retreat facilitator. She strives to inspire, empower, and educate women on how to connect the mind, body, and spirit to create better health fitness, and wellness in all areas of life, with the focus being on the physical body to mental mindset, emotional energy, and spiritual consciousness. A leader in her field of fitness, nutrition, wellness, energy, and spiritual development for 20 years now, Sonia, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Shelley. I'm so glad to be here and with you. It's been like, seems like forever since we first met. I'm so excited to be here. It has. And unlike some of my other guests, guys that are listening, especially my regulars, I I knew Sonia. I met her at a networking event about a month or so before they closed everyone down to COVID, which probably made a huge difference in her line of work. So we'll be chatting about that today as well, because, you know, her line of work is very... I find it very important to connect with people that are working on these areas of my life, whether, you know, it's your body, I want to be touched or it's your, your, um, your fitness. I like to be in a group. I just love that the energy that is created by humans being together and the spiritual connection that can happen. And let's face it, COVID took that all away from us. So let's start at the beginning though, and talk about how you got started in your business. Um, I started uh, my business, my company, Body Circuit, um, in 2005, and it was after losing both of my parents. Both of them went through serious illnesses, and through that time, um, I was going through my own transformation, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, as I was going through the illness with my stepdad, and after him passing, and then my my mother being diagnosed with cancer. So Mm -hmm. then there was more, even more stress in my life. And after she died, I did take some time off work at the gym I was working at. And while it was wonderful, um, I really was reevaluating where I was going and what direction I was going into. Working for someone else, you have no control over how you work with people. You're basically told this is how you're going to do it. This is our pricing structure. Um, This is what we allow our clients to do, blah, blah, blah. So I just, I, you know, after you go through two deaths, you just, you kind of go, you know what? Life's too short for any BS. I got no time. And my whole um, purpose in life has always been to, and it's something I've known since I was a kid, was to really help people and support them. I'm very much an encourager. Mm -hmm. I'm very much a motivator. Although people have to find their own self-motivation, what I do is I can see things in others that they might not be able to see in themselves. And so even through fitness, body work, that's kind of, you know, how I transitioned. And it was actually my best friend at the time 
I quit my job after my mom died. I was like, I quit. And I quit my job three times, actually. They called me back a couple of times. I was like, no, you know what? I, I think I'm done and I need a break. So I took six months because I was under contract. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't solicit any clients. Okay. And um, it was one of the clients from the gym that kept phoning me. And she's like, okay, when are you like done? And what are you going to do? And I go, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to start something. And so then she's like, hey, I saw this thing in the Okanagan. They're doing outdoor training and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, basically, I think I was the first boot camp program here in the lower mainland that I was aware of at the time. So I didn't know how to start a business. So I was like, okay, Mm. well, how am I going to do this? Right. So then it was like, okay, well, if I'm off for six months and, you know, there's costs. So I did look at a franchise. I did look at all that. Right big dollars for that. And I, I just couldn't see that. So I was like, you have been tied right back into having to be the way they wanted it again, which is why you left the job in the first place. Absolutely. Okay. Although there was, you know, the franchises always have structure and certain Mm -hmm. things to do. And then I did see that. And the more I looked at it and then it was the cost too. So I thought, okay, well, how can I do it? So I just started picking up the phone and calling like small business. What do I need? What do I require for insurance? And so, you know, small, like short story, basically I just did the steps. What is it required? And then I had to learn how to be an accountant, a bookkeeper. And I had to, so there was all these things, but first and foremost, you had to be I was a business like, owner and then yeah, use all your gifts. Yes. I, you know what? I've always had some sort of and I, I, I hate to use that word side hustle, but I did. I've always had a full-time job, but I always had something going on the side because I'm one of those people that likes to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Right? And so anyways, so I said to her, she's like, why don't you try that? And I was like, I'm going to do my homework. Anyways, I got it set up. She recruited for me. So that really helped me get started. And then it just evolved. And before you knew it, I had water bottles and t-shirts and I was, you know, you just put it all together. And I did that for till 2018. And I really, I even had a couple of girls working for me, but what I found with that was that people wanted me. I started course, to realize yeah. that yeah, they kept saying, you know, it's nice. We love the other instructors, but we want you. It's that personal connection, you know, you talk about, yes. and then you have the personal connection within the group. So the group itself, really, it all started with boot camp, and then it just grew from there. And then I had a in-home studio and whatnot, right? Also, what I noticed was a lot of women would re- reach results, but then they would fall back off the wagon. So I started going, okay, there's more to this because mm. you can give someone diet, you can give them nutrition, you can do all those things and they still will reach their goal and then revert back to that habit loop. You know, the habit loop. I that completely people- understand. It was you a big do. reason <laughs> what I do what I do. But for yeah. me, as I got involved with a multi-level marketing company and nutrition's yeah. always been such a huge thing in my life, right? Since I was yeah. a teenager. And watching people lose the weight and then they were done, whatever they, and then I see them two years later and they're right back to where they started. I'm like, where'd the lasting change go? So you plugged into that as well, knowing that needs an answer. I, you know, I did. And so as a trainer, you know, we're conditioned, we're not, you know, we don't prescribe nutrition or whatever. Right. And then I I did get involved in a nutritional company and Mm -hmm. uh, through that process, my clients started seeing results, which was fabulous. And so even in that sense, they saw some results, but later 
if they weren't using the product, they were going back to old habits. Right. So then I was, you know, I also did some training in food and spirits. So it's another program that's out there that's run by Dr. Deanna Minnick and fabulous woman. But again, it became to the, to me that it was like specific to people. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I do. It's so individual. Yeah. And then what I noticed for me was I could tap in, like I could start to pick up like I'm intuitive, highly intuitive already, but I've started to use that in my work. And I would start to say, okay, well, this isn't going to work. Like, I just know when something's going to work for somebody now. Mm-hmm. And so I started to grow my tool belt and I've done touch for health training. I've done, I do chakra dance. I do chakra balancing. I'm a Reiki practitioner. Like there's all these tools I have now. Yes. So now when I work with a client, um, it's all my tool belt. So they get to choose, you know, even today with a new client, she's like, you mean I can just pick, you don't have to just do fitness with me. I could just pick Reiki. And I go, yeah, depending on how you feel that day. So I don't, I don't, I just, it's my time that you're going to, and I'm going to help you get there. Right. So I that's love that philosophy. Well, it, you have to, it's like, I'm growing my skills to be better at my, in my field. But mm-hmm. I also understand as a trainer, we are limited. We are structured to prescribe a program. Mm-hmm. If we want to do nutrition, then we have to study in nutrition. And I did study in sports nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you three or four hours of analyzing somebody's diary, food diary back in the day was a lot of my time gotcha. spent, right? Now we have apps that do that, which is fabulous. I don't have to do that anymore. Export it, print it out. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we're doing today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, so now I'm like, you know, and then I did my uh, dream coach to the certification. I love that because I'm all about dream boards and vision boards and even in my own life how I you know had some great Mm -hmm. experience with that I think that's what you have to bring in and so it's like the whole person now it's not just your fitness and nutrition yes I can do that for you if that's all you want I can design a program give it to you there you go right but if you're you want the experience of transformation that comes from deep within right and that's those are layers to that right so I could work with a client most clients I work with three to six months Anything less than that, I don't think they get the value of that. But I even have clients that come back to me that have been with me for 10 years. And interestingly enough, when COVID hit, I had stopped running boot camps in 2018 because I was just burned out. Yes, I was that's literally which burned we out. We had chatted about that when we met at the networking event. You were already yeah. about to cusp into this change, just saying, you know what, I'm kind of done with this right now. Yeah. And you know what? It's so funny because you always get the calls after, right? And it's like, no, 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 I'm not running. No, 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 I'm not running. And then COVID, just before COVID, when I met you, Mm -hmm. I was considering, okay, maybe I need to bring this program in, but I need to bring it in a different way. Right. And I was starting to get really excited. And then COVID hit. I was like, like, literally, I had done my website, I had all the schedules put in place, because Mm -hmm. you got to set the intention, right? Absolutely. You know, and you're telling your people, yep, that's what I'm going to do. And then COVID hit. And I was just like, really, universe, is this what you want to? As soon as COVID hit, I went, no, you know what? I started just doing free classes online with my all my old crew. And I just said, hey, guys. Okay. So I did that for a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. probably about three or four weeks. And then I said, okay, well, maybe I'll just do a subscription. So I did that. And they were paying just a a small amount of money for my time. And that was great. And then, of course, then we had the release of time. So people were like, okay, I don't want to do anything online. So then they stopped doing that, but they weren't quite ready to be in a group. So Mm -hmm. it's just been in the last few weeks, I've had some phone calls about it. And I was like, you know what? 
I even, uh, the other day I went to the park just to make sure, is this right for me? Because I, I right. taught in that park for 10 years and I walked through the park and I go, no, nah, this is, this is who I am. I'm nature girl. I need to be like, you, you won't find me working. I haven't worked out in a gym for a long time. I probably a couple of years now, maybe okay. last year I did before COVID was the last time, but otherwise I'm an outdoor girl. So when you say outdoor girl, do you do your classes outside? Yeah. 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 I did for 10 years. We did, uh, this is how it worked. And then what I did was I rented at the time because I was like mobile basically. Right. Mm -hmm. I had a studio at home, but you can't have people in your house, like a group like that. Right. So I rented Tynehead Hall in Surrey. And, and I did that for quite a few years in the winter months. So we would go all the way up. To, I'd push it to the end of November. We'd be doing boot camps and girls would be like, okay, can we go inside now? Yeah, we can go inside now. <laughs> I'm not committed as I was in August. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sonia, I don't like the cold. And I'm like, ah, suck it up. We got, we've been out there in the snow. Like we've had some, you know, I had, I have great memories of all of it. And so I was kind of looking forward to doing that again. Anyways, we are starting next week. I come hell or high water. I'm doing okay. it. You know, no worries, right? But uh, it's it's a process, right? So it's not it's not just one thing I'm doing, and I'm not restricting myself like I only do this now. Good. It's more about what do you need from me, and how can I serve? Really, right. I would say as a as a client as well. For instance, I have a naturopath that is trained in a number of, of disciplines, and he just charges me a flat rate. Doesn't matter what I go there for. Sometimes he does my light adjustments. Other times I get needling. Sometimes I get a prolo injection. I've had an ultrasound. Um, and I love that. Plus they do muscle testing and Shelly, are you okay? I remember the first time one of them worked at me and is like, I could, I was like, you do work with energy because yeah, we don't tell people that, but because I have done energy work, it was so obvious. It was like, dude, I can totally feel that. What are you moving? So I love that multidiscipline. Um, and one of the things that really brings it all kind of to a head is like you say, people's habits, they will get focused on something and then without support and knowledge, they fall off track. Now, something you mentioned about your empathic ability, your intuition. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people really uh, understand that that is something like any other thing in your life that can be practiced. So oh. you worked on that, didn't you? To have a bigger, it, to have a bigger place in your practice. Absolutely, absolutely. And you would. It, so we have. Yeah, everybody can do this. Okay. Anybody can do this, right? We all have different levels of ability, though, and that's how I say. To, I always say to people, you know, you have psychic mediums, right? They they channel yeah. you know the loved ones. I don't necessarily channel your loved ones, but I can channel your higher self. I'm more um, energetic, so I can pick up in the field. I pick it up. It's the, gotcha. the, the clairsentient is yeah. really my strongest. Um, so I can see if there's debris. That's probably why I do energy healing. Is I of can course. see the debris, the blocks, right? But yeah, it's, it's something I've, it's funny because I've had it my whole life, but my mother used to say, don't keep that to yourself. Be quiet. Don't say anything. And honestly, you as woo woo. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, Shelly, I, I, I've, it's only been the last few years that I'm really like public about it. Okay. Right. But most people that know me, my family and my friends will say I'm a woo woo. And like my sister tells her kids, you know, auntie Sonia yeah, yeah. is from another planet, <laughs> but we all have that ability. And I always say, you know, it, it, find the right teacher to help you. And I've had a lot of good teachers come along, a lot of mediums that helped me develop that. And a lot of my clients have really taught me because 
when you work with people intimately Mm -hmm. and then you're having conversations, they even notice, they're like, how did you know that? So they're teaching me, do you know what I mean? So they they would solidify it, right? But we all have it. And uh, even for them, they could do it too. They, could, yes. they, they knew when they're like, okay, what's going on? Something's going on in your life, Sonia. We know something's going on. So we're all tuned in. Yeah. We're picking up each other. That's so when you get into that group setting, they all become intuitives. <laughs> I actually find it the more I do work on myself and you mentioned the higher self connection, that's been my, definitely my 2021 project was working yeah. on my higher self connection. I struggle now, even though I'm very, uh, you know, out, outgoing and, and such, Two things. One, I always say on this podcast, my listeners know you are an energetic being having a physical experience. They hear me say that all the time. And to truly accept that then is to accept the rest. I now struggle a little bit sometimes in group settings when, if there's a lot of negative energy going around, I struggled going to the store. I didn't, you know, I, I have a compromised immune system with fibromyalgia. I did not leave the house really for three months at the beginning of last year. Keith even did the grocery shopping. Then I did my research and went, it's the flu, very contagious, not as deadly as anything else. Don't buy into the fear. But when I went out there, the fear and the anger, I'd come home almost hyperventilating. And it's like, honey, that's really not working for me. It really took me a long time to bring some shields back up because I had been working on opening so then it's like, okay, now I'm too open. <laughs> and well, I don't you know, know what to what? do with it. That, but that's the thing. You're so right. Because I, I got to tell you the first few months I didn't go out either. Jerry did all the shopping for me because when you're, when you're clairsentient, you pick up everything. Like yeah. I, I'm one of those that stand in the, you know, the line and somebody's telling me their whole life story. They don't even know why. I don't even know why I just told you that, but that's because I'm open. Right. And when you're open, you take all that in and there is such fear out there. Like it's been one of the things that, that I've even struggled with it. And I can see why, because I went to look at what people are looking at. I'm going, Oh, no wonder you're scared. Turn it off. off. And when you are open, especially people that are just awakening, they're even more like you just said for yourself, right? You're open. So now all of a sudden, all of it's like kind of loading into your body and you're trying to connect higher self will always. And I've even had women say to me, you know, I don't know whether I should or I shouldn't. I was like, intuit, intuition, intuition, listen to yourself. If you know what we focus on, we find. Yes. And clearly you did. So you had, you had a love for fitness. You went and yeah. did that. You know, we all did it. I, I bookkeeping years ago, 28 years ago, I went to work, you know, and took on some small clients. And I've also worked in corporations like that is so not for me. None of my gifts are engaged when I'm working in that environment. I do best with the small, medium businesses under 5 million. And I love your expression about your tool belt. I use the tool toolbox. That's my attitude is like my toolbox comes with all this stuff and none of it's wasted. I don't need to understand just accounting to help you in your business because usually business owners like you have discovered it's in your whole life and you bring your whole life to your business. So if you've had a fight with your wife the night before, if you've had a fight with your kids, if you're fighting with your business partner, if the landlord's driving you crazy, if your clients are driving you crazy, it all comes to work with you. Oh, it does. And that would be no different for you. I'm assuming in fitness, people are coming to get fit but their whole life is coming with them. Everything about them is coming to stand in front of you who who have now worked very hard to keep a good open connection with people's energy. Actually, I'm just having a little moment where I'm just thinking, 
I think that would be overwhelming for me. Yeah, you know, she, my husband's favorite one is, you know, a cylinder of mirrors reflecting out, only allowing good love and light in. That's reflecting a good one. Way. And I like that one. It, yeah. it works for me because, you know, he's better at that than I am in that sense, because I'll let my shields down. And then before I know it, I don't even know why I'm acting a certain way. I don't right. know if you ever find that. Oh, Do you ever yes. It is usually my husband that catches it. He goes, what just, what's gone on for you the last day or two? And he's yes. like, you're just, you're acting weird. Sometimes yes. I catch it and he'll just walk in. I could even be in tears going, it'll pass, babe. And then I've got to go back and find, okay, what did I let in? What, what happened? What am I worrying about even? Could might not even been someone else, but my husband notices probably sometimes before I do. Yeah, I know. Mine's the same way. He's like, okay, I think you need to go release that energy healing you just did because you are not you right at the moment. Right. Now, my husband's not intuitive. He just notices some things out. You're actually kind of lucky to have that support. So what would be, what would you think would be your hardest thing? Was it learning the business? Was it when you were getting started? Was it letting go of um, security? That's a big thing for Piz. Because in this podcast, I talk about business as well as personal and life and emotional and spiritual. I tie it all together because we are not one dimensional people. And Nine times out of 10, small business owners have a skill set and none of them revolves around owning a business. So that's it's sometimes what gets them in trouble and why in the old days, people that hire people like me, I was more than a bookkeeper. I was more expensive, but I also brought more to the table because they had no clue how to, to run a business. But then your business grew. So maybe the setting up and you, you talked about that wasn't your biggest challenge. Then you grew your, your tool belt. And then we had the COVID change. You wanted a change. You needed to stay open. Through all of that, what was probably the most, what stood out the most as being the hardest to handle? Well, I'd have to think? say, you know, as much as you learn all your business skills at the time, they're valid. But okay. over time, as we know, our social media has changed, tech has changed and all that. So I would say now I could probably run my business. You know, it's like you ask your 20 year old self what you yeah. tell your 20 year old self. I would say what I know now and that, and that includes because what I did through the last two years was learn tech and I know it mm. really well and I'm really good at it now. Okay. So not only can my clients come to me, but if they have their own business, there's probably areas that I can help them with. So if anything, I always say to people, you can learn the skills. It doesn't mean you're going to do them all. It's not right. that I mean, I'm going to go build a website, but I probably could build you a website, but I'm not going to go do that, but I can have better do you know what I mean? Like I can better you could add advice and encouragement in yeah. that area because you're not completely ignorant in it. Yeah. Because when you, when COVID hit, it was like, okay, well, what am I going to do if I can't, I, and I need to be like physically touching people. I need to be in that group setting and I couldn't do that. So I just found a group community and I learned a new skill online and, and that's kind of what I did. And so I would say to anybody that's in business, um, learn the skills even if you don't want to do them. And that's what my mentor told me. She goes, you may not want to know how to do them, but when it comes to your business, there are costs involved. And sometimes mm -hmm. you have to bootstrap. And if anything I learned was you bootstrap your business, you do not borrow money for it, especially when you're first starting out. Um, that's what I would recommend people do. And that's what mm -hmm. I, you know, and I did bootstrap mine as well. So yes. Uh, no debt. And I wasn't putting my family home on the line for it. I wasn't doing any of those things. And so that probably be the one thing I'd say to people is bootstrap it all the way, learn the skills you need to learn, whatever you learn that you don't want to do, you can hire out and you're better equipped at hiring people 
when you know how it works. Exactly. You are better equipped at handling it, the outsourcing, if you have a clue. And a lot of business owners, this is where they get taken, even in accounting. I do did for 28 years so much training. It's like, guys, you need to know this. And one of the biggest things I remember telling my clients when I was, if I ever left them or I was moving on or something, it changes. Please don't trust the next person as quite as much as you trusted me. And I would lay this out going, you allowed me to do this. This is great. But please, you can't do these types of things. You have to be in control. You don't give away your banking information. And you, there's things as a business owner I need you to take on that I've a little bit babysat you about. But this is how people get into trouble where they come and go, I don't understand what happened. Where's the money? I got embezzled or the taxes didn't get filed. And I'm behind with the government for a year. You have to be aware. Social media for me is a killer. Uh, you said you spent the last two years getting trained. I did the same thing, went out and actually talked to a lovely lady named Blair Kaplan that I met in Venables, that I met in a networking group. You may have heard of her. And she came back and she says, I will train you. This is the cost. It is like coaching. You can get rid of it later, but you must learn it first. And I'm like, oh, that was not what I wanted to hear. I was done with the, I was, I don't mind my Instagram page because it's just motivate. It's just value added for the podcast, but I didn't, I, there was all, there's all this new stuff. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it all. Can someone else look after it all for me? Well, yes, they can, but you should know how they're going to do it. Because you need to be able to talk the language a little bit. You know, my, if one thing that came through with all my years in accounting was the type of clients that I had. So I can talk marketing. I have a marketing background. I can talk manufacturing. I can talk OEM. I can talk how to get someone on an uh, ISO 9000. And they're like looking at me and I'm like, it's all part of the client's if they were going through it, I was going through it. And so it's just like you say, it kind of, you have to have a bit of a, what I call a, a working knowledge of a lot of topics. So learning all those things is really important, but I really appreciate your con your concept about the bootstrapping. It's one of the things people get into a lot of trouble with at the beginning of their businesses. Doesn't matter what they are. They feel that putting out a lot of money, either networking courses, um, like you say, hiring out too soon before they truly understand what needs to get done. What advice would you give people in that sort of area? Because that, I, that is something that I really, I really can align with on your, on your thoughts on that one. Well, you know what I, honestly, I went to, before I made the decision of how I was going to do my business, whether it be in a physical building or not, mm -hmm. it was an, talking to an accountant, somebody, just consulting with an accountant he walked me through the scenarios um, and the fact that, especially when you're a woman, mm -hmm. okay, that's what I was told when you're a woman, um, you're using your home equity to start a business. So they kind of point blank, my husband at the time, not my husband now, but the husband I had at the time, took me to the account to show me what's required to start a business and how much money was going to take. And I wasn't willing to risk that. So okay. it was actually, that was the, my decision based on that. So what I did was I earned the cash mm -hmm. and then I would put it back into my business and I would, you know, do a training session. Then I put it back into my business. And then I just kept repeating that. The other thing I did was I did have some credit cards and you can't, when you're first starting a business, they don't give you a credit card on your business. They yeah. give it to you personally, you know? Yeah. So, and I still have that to this day. Right. And that's always kind of carried me through the rough stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just say, keep going, keep trying. You have other skills you can use. So if you have a passion and a love and you really want to do something, you'll find a way, I you'll agree. find a way to make the money. Right. Like in those days, 
Shelly, I was a nail technician. So I was doing nails at my house, oh, you know, okay. on the side, right? So remember I said, I always have a yeah. side gig. Well, even in my fitness business, some of my clients would come for their nails. Mm -hmm. So that nail job kind of funded my fitness business. Fair and enough. then before you know it, out the door went the, the, the nail job and I focused it on the fitness business. And I just say to people, if you're really passionate, you will find a way. Yes. I agree. I, I, you know, there's different teachings out there. Uh, laser focus is important, but laser focus doesn't necessarily mean that you remove so many things off the possibility agenda that you've backed yourself into a corner. Yeah. And not starting out in a huge amount of debt does not mean that down the road, you might need to take out an equity loan or a business development loan because you're about to grow, but you've got a little bit of history behind you. you uh, it's a calculated risk at that point when it's all brand new. People get very gung-ho, unfortunately. And I find, I, I just see it over and over again in my, with 28 years of my background. People, why small businesses fail so quickly is because they get themselves into debt right out of the gate or they get behind in their commodity tax payments and don't ever get behind with the government. Keep those things current and find other ways to funnel until you can stand on your own two feet. And clearly that has worked really, really well for you in your business. Yeah, you know, like... Well, and also too, you know, because I added in the additional income, even though I got rid of the nail business, I actually brought in nutrition and I'm, you know, obviously part of a network marketing company too. So that helps uh, support me as well. So it's like, it's creating multiple streams of income. And I think that's where we're at these days. I mean, yes. they say what um, the average millionaire has seven income streams, not right. one. No, exactly. Seven. The world has changed drastically. Very. Totally. I mean, and when you and I were younger, our parents had a career and it was their career for the entire life. Some of them, the same job yeah. for their entire life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on my fourth career. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I'm multifaceted. I always say I'm multifaceted. I'm not one thing because we are not our stuff. We are That's still right. that spiritual being, right? You know, and then you have my husband who is that 40 year, he's been in the airline industry for 35 years. You know, even though you retire, it doesn't mean you're going to stop, stop doing something. I keep no. telling him you need to find something to do because you can't, you know, like I'm still working. I'm working till I leave the planet. I'm not retiring. I, I that's not who I am. That's, I watched my 40 year old stepfather retire early well good for him he did because he died early but right. you know it, life got boring very quickly I've really done a lot of reading lately about time and how we are trained and brainwashed in this society to think it's all linear and that we have these goalposts we need to reach when you can let that go and understand that time actually could possibly not saying it is but I believe that there's a lot to be said for the fact that time is fluid and it's like a lake yeah. and you know, my aunt told me years ago when I was in my 30s, she says, you need to understand something, sweetheart, as you get older, the spirit doesn't age, only the body does. And, oh my gosh. and I was so grateful for that advice because I've held it to my life, my heart and my soul, my whole life. And here I am, new career in my 50s, uh, learning new tech. I mean, I had to learn to video edit for crying out loud. I had to learn about social media. I know beyond just posting on Facebook. Uh, and all that keeps my brain active. So when I look and think about worrying, am I going to end up like my parents and grandparents with the Alzheimer's and the dementia? I'm like, no, no, I'm not because I'm not buying into I'm old now. I will go till I cannot go any longer. Some of that may be making income. Other times it just may be volunteer value added my passion. I don't care. 
but this is a life is a journey. Like you say, that ends when I stop breathing, not when I stop working, not no. when I downsize my house or go into no. a retirement home or my kids are grown. No. None of that ends. It's until the breathing stops. I'm living yeah. and doing. Yeah. And I think there's a lot, lot to be said for the fact that we have husbands that actually go under T4 because yeah, <laughs> being a woman, I'm sorry, this might not be as relevant to my younger listeners. Now you're thinking, what are you guys talking about? But you have to understand for Sonia and I, 20, 30 years ago, we couldn't go to the bank and get mortgages and loans because we were women. <laughs> Didn't even matter that I made more than yeah. my husband when I married him 19 years ago. Yeah. I wouldn't have qualified for the mortgage without his T4. Oh my gosh. I know <laughs> you are. It's so true. It's so true. And it's crazy. And really the, it is. And I don't know necessarily believe it's changed that much now, you know, I, when I, I forget about it because my life is so not stable. I guess it is stable. Yeah. My life is stabilized and mm-hmm. I have options we, because we made sure we had options. If this all goes to hell in a hand basket in the world, this house is getting sold. We're downsizing. We might have to go live in that new little motorhome I just purchased. But for me, it's always just having options and having a backup plan or a different plan. I'm fine with that. A lot of people get themselves right into yeah. a so tight pathway that if anything yeah. goes wrong, they can't get out of it. Yeah, I think that continues to breed the mindset. So when you talk about the fact that you deal with people's mental and their mindset, as well as their body, and the, we talked about your spirituality, how does that work for you? How do you help people with that sort of a lot of times? Area? It, it, yeah, a lot of times it's just rephrase, rephrasing their way of speaking. I okay. find you know, uh, that's one of the things I've worked on for myself and I still work on. I, you know mm-hmm. what, we're a work in progress. <laughs> I, I, I always say to my class, I listen, I don't have all the answers, but whatever I don't have, I'm going to find for you. That's my whole goal always Excellent. for my clients. Yes. And, you know, um, I never claim to be perfect. I have my days too. Um, as much as, you know, people see me as positive and I do, I get messages all the time. Sonia, I love all your positivity, but I always have to remind them, listen, you guys, I have those wall kicking moments myself and I do drop those F-bombs once in a while myself, right? Like we all have that. So for me, it's always about how I speak. And so I am always correcting myself. So therefore it's not that I'm correcting my clients. I always say to them, why don't you try phrasing it this way Mm -hmm. you know like they're always saying oh I hope I can do this no you know you can do this you know Mm -hmm. and and I think that's my major focus with them um and we can do anything you know we're yes as spiritual beings we're confined in this body but it doesn't mean there's there isn't anything we can't accomplish I agree. I remember the uh, being raised in, in a very strict Christian home. So the Bible is, is like second nature to me, but the scripture that says with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And I used to think about that when I was younger going, yeah, there's nothing in this world that's going to move that mountain. But as you get older and you become aware that really everything around us is just energy. And now science has caught up to that. And they realize oh, all this shit. dead space in the nucleus, that's actually not dead space people. Yeah. Um, they can now quantify that energy. Well, so what if down the road, our, our spiritual, our energetic essence of us could literally transform matter? That's all this is. I've accepted that this desk is solid and these headsets are on my head. Um, But what if, I don't know, woo woo, sure. Is the earth flat? Don't know, don't care. 
Well, I, I, I heard you. yesterday that if you mention flat earth, you get you get banned off Facebook. That's the newest, oh. the newest one. I and uh, I laughed because I've got a friend that's a flat earther, and I, I went, oh wow, he's in trouble now. How crazy! You know, it's funny because I you're talking about Christianity. We didn't have religion in my house growing mm, up. My okay. mother was a psychic reforms psychic that just kind of kept it to herself. Oh. And my stepfather was basically an atheist. He didn't okay. believe in anything. He couldn't see, feel, or touch. Okay. However, it was very interesting when he passed away. Um, he was wondering where I was like about 24 hours beforehand. And by the time I got there, he couldn't speak anymore. Hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, there was one point where he said, I can't believe I didn't believe came out of his mouth. So something was happening to him in those last moments of yes, his life. Because he was seeing things, right? You know, when yes. somebody dies, that 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 for me was solid, right? When he left his body, I my mother and I watched him leave. Uh, and it was one of the most um, profound experiences of my life. Changed me forever. If I didn't have faith then, I sure as hell had it then, right? Right. And um and uh, yeah, but it was what he said, because coming from somebody that didn't believe and he would always say, oh, stop, you know, because I was always a kid. I looked at every religion I went okay. to. I had Harry Krishna show up at my door. My mom's like, what are you doing? I go, they're amazing. you got to listen to them. You know, I was a kid growing up like that. I was experiencing. I'm like, show me, show me, show me. Right. So but I, you know, living in a family at one's atheist and right. one's totally like practically tarot in. cards yeah you're yeah. like oh my <laughs> now whereas I was totally the opposite and yet a little bit the same as you I was uh not as a child though unfortunately because of the upbringing and the brainwashing you can call it what you, yes. you, you but we believe yeah. what we believe because of what we're taught oh, of and course. everyone was going to hell but us well yeah. then, I, then my logic kicks in about 17 yeah. or eight, and I'm like okay something's really with all the millions of people on the on the earth plus much as you cannot see it in my freckles and red hair I have native Indian in my background a few genera generations back and my grandfather was a minister and his calling was to the natives up north Bella Coola Bella mm. Bella area so these conversations I'd have with my mom on the drive, you know, we'd go up and spend a week or two with them, help build a church, whatever. And we're driving home and I'm like, okay, mom, now you gotta give me how you think our black and white religion relates to the fact that these people have <laughs> thousands of years of spiritual generational belief systems. They've, and if they've never even heard of the gospel, they're still going to hell. Like, really? Come on. I drove I them crazy with that stuff. And now, of course, I am at a point in my life where I believe the Bible was divinely written, but I believe oh, yeah. man mucked with it. And I believe it was just one of the many messages and that there is more. I think it just brought has brought us to a place that we can now question because we I don't think I truly don't think we as human beings. And this is I'm saying this very broad stroking. Uh, that we had the capability of understanding more. We were able to relate to that, you know, for so many thousands of years. But now mankind's waking up and we're like, there's got to be a little bit more here. And the Bible's clear that if you're a Christian, that's where I struggle sometimes in people's uh, hurdles. Yeah. The Bible says that God is in you. Well, that's yeah. true. Then all the power is in me. So it really yeah. opens up so many doors. Now, I want to go back to your, your stepdad passing away because I'd like to know your opinion on this. I know we're segueing away from your work. Are you okay with this? Oh my gosh. Okay. I love talking to you. you. You and I are on the same page about life and I love that. Alrighty yeah. then. When my grandmother was dying many years ago, she started to hallucinate. And of course, 
you know, 15 years or whatever ago, they, everyone just went on antipsychotics. They didn't know why. Well, then my father, who didn't believe in anything but the black and white of Christianity, reaches his last six months, and now he's seeing things. And we're all like, it's got to be a, like a glitch in the brain. But then I see it now through my, you know, two years ago, that's probably what I would have thought. And I did with my grandmother. I started questioning after she was gone. I started having these conversations with people going, is she really having a psychotic break? Or is the veil just that much thinner at the end? Because it's happening yeah. all the time. You hear these stories. So you think, what are they experiencing that we have shut ourselves off to you spiritually and emotionally? Or even if we didn't shut ourselves off, maybe we're not even capable of seeing it till then. I don't know. But I think the veil is thinner. What, do you, what are your thoughts, especially with a dad that was an atheist? Yeah, you know what, I, I'd have to say, you know, when my dad left, my mother was on one side of him, I was on the other, and we watched him. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's just the exhale from the, the body gases. I was like, no, 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 that's not. I know what yeah. I saw. And we both I, looked at each other and she said, did you see? And I said, did you see what I saw? Yeah, we saw <laughs> what we saw, right? Um, I have to say, you know, from my own experience, not even just from my parents, just from a younger age, when my grandmother died, like you were talking about, she came to me years later in mm. like, and I was kind of like half asleep, half awake and I could see her and I've seen, I've heard these stories before. So Shelly, honestly, I really believe they can come and be visual to us. They can come yeah. in our dreams. Um, and I think, um, you know, there's a lot of like Anita Marjani, she had her death experience or whatever. There's a lot of people that have come back with the same stories, actually, to be quite it's honest. True, it's quite consistent. So, well, and when you see somebody leave, and you know, when my mom was dying, we were wheeling her in the hospital. I wanted to get her outside into the sunshine because we know she was dying. Um, she kept seeing my husband at the time, my ex-husband's dog, who had already passed over. She's like, why is Saber in the hospital? I'm like, mom, Saber's not here. So she was like in between. Yeah. And I really, I like, I, I know in my heart, she was in between here and there yeah. at the same time. Yeah, no. And it was interesting, you know, you. because when she had that experience with her husband and then her going through what she did, my mother, uh, my father struggled through his death. It was very, probably one of the most, the doctors say it's one of the most painful you can go through. Mm. And it's the it long, he hung on and hung on and hung on. But when she went, she just went like, she, she just like crossed over. Like it was just so easy. And it was the feeling of ease too. Whereas okay. his was struggle. Right. So yeah, yeah my grandmother was as well. She, uh, yeah. she had an intervention and my mom regretted that forever. She was dying. And yeah. the doctor said, now we can let her go or we can give her the antibiotics. And my mother's guilt, because they had a terrible relationship, uh, give her the antibiotics. And then my grandmother spent seven years dying until she was 72 pounds, like a Holocaust patient and begging to die. But her butt, she starved herself. Her body just would not let go. So it re those things now I revisit. And I now, that, now I'm really getting out there now. But I sometimes wonder... We've gotten into the, you know, the eighties and the nineties, we got into that whole, we should do it all, you know, with the doctors. First of all, you women, you could be everything and you could, you know, you have 17 jobs and be superwoman. We need to, medicine needs to do everything it can, but you know, there's an expression I heard when I was younger, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And I sometimes wonder the body sometimes I think is trying to let go and we just don't let it. 
I think if the spirit wants out, I'd love, I'd love to be able to just go to bed one night and say, I'm done now. And I'm going to leave. Yeah. Well, that only happens in the movies for the most part. Maybe we can get to that point, but most of us aren't there yet. And we hang on to life because of our culture. But what if every time one of these things happen, it's our body's way of saying, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm, this is how I'm going. And then those of us left behind, all step in and say, oh, no, 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 stop that from happening. Now, I've, I've told the story already separately, but when my dad, a few weeks before my dad died, he went into the hospital. He, had, he passed out. He had a hernia that didn't get operated on the year before. When they said, we now need to do it, it's gotten bad. They did a test and his heart was, was going. My sister stared, who is not like me. She is actually not the, like that strong in your face kind of person yeah. I sometimes can be. So everything in the family is always like, Shelly will go talk to the doctors, but I wasn't there. I was so proud of her. She stared that doctor down and said, you're not admitting him for this heart condition. He has been begging to die for three months. His Alzheimer's is now so bad. He cannot get out of bed. You're not doing this to him. All the nurses are behind the doctors. And she says, they were just amazing. They're all like, yes, exactly. You, that's way, way to go, Mrs. Smith. You, and this doctor, he just wanted to play God. Well, my dad died a week and a half later. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go. He was ready. And Angie said, if the heart's was going to take him, we're going to let it take him. But medical wanted to step in again. So make, I'm just saying, just kind of, these are just all things that make you go, hmm, what are we well, doing right yeah. wrong? Do we need to rethink some things in our society? Well, I think so. And I think it really depends on the doctors and the nurses. You know, with my dad, my dad made me his uh, living. He made me yeah. give me authorization, right, to overwrite my mother because yeah. he knew. He said, Sonia, I'm doing this because I know she's going to make me hang on. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to pull the plug. Right. And sure enough, they were giving him the antibiotics and whatever. Right. And he was very specific because my dad spent a lot of time in children's hospital for some of his um, treatments. Okay. So he saw a lot of sick kids. And so he says, do not waste. They know I'm going, I'm not coming back. There's no fixing this. Do not let them use measures. It could be for another child. And I remembered that. Right. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So when my mom walked out of the room, uh, the nurse had come in, she was putting a bag. I go, what is that? for and she goes oh antibiotics I said uh why are we doing that she goes well because we're supposed to and I go uh no you can take that down and she's like well no I can't I'm gonna have to ask your mom and I was like no I actually have authority you can take that bag down do not do anything more for him other than to make him comfortable right can you manage the pain absolutely manage that's it and she goes okay no problem I understand I'll put a note on the file my mother was furious and I so I bet. had to, yeah, she was, she was very upset. And then I understood why, see, I have a strong personality. That's why my dad did that. And yeah. he knew, but I had to give my mom some time. So she had him put back on the bag. And then I had to talk to her and I said, mom, she's, he's not going to stay here. You know that. Yeah. She goes, it's my decision, Sonia. I go, I know, but dad gave it to me because he knew you can't let go. Yeah. Right. And I think we struggle with that as human beings. We don't ever want to let go. We do. Yeah. And so I'm like you, my, was there with my dad passing away. I was there with my grandfather as well. And my grandmother, so it wasn't, by this time, our family, not the first rodeo. Uh, And it was the most amazing thing. Again, I, he should have gone into a home. And at the last minute, my mom and sister couldn't do it. And I just said, I agreed not to agree. I agreed to support you whenever your decision. I had, excuse me. I was not there to make the decisions. That was the deal. Yeah. I said, I support you going in the home. They call me back 12 hours later. We can't do it. I said, I support that decision as well. Yeah. Thank heavens because 
he would have died in a home by himself. My father was completely social and my mom was his whole life. He died in his bedroom with every single one of us in the family there in the room with him, touching Lovely. him. Right? You know what? That's the way it's, you know what? That's the it way it's amazing. supposed to be. You know, we celebrate birth coming in, right? We celebrate yeah. that. And every year we celebrate and celebrate and celebrate. And I really firmly believe, and I've talked to a few women about that, that understand, you know, in the spiritual, we understand I'm not afraid to die. When it's time for me to go, it's all good. Uh, if I'm fortunate, like my parents were, to be able to have, you know, their family around them, then that's great. But I might go in my sleep. I don't know how yeah. I'm going to go, right? You don't know how you're going to go. But I think with, um, when it comes to illness, though, I think we need to celebrate it more opposed to fear. I think we need to find a way where people can be open because people are scared. They don't know what to say to somebody. Exactly. But when you can just... Um, express that you love someone and you want to be with them and create a space and environment that people can die in such a graceful way. Right. I know. Yeah. I, I, I did a whole podcast on his death. So just as a, an addendum, if some of you are that are listening to this, cause you wanted to hear Sonia today, but have not listened to that podcast, you have to be prepared. The body is still a physical being with all of its stuff it is not yeah. an easy thing to die at home. Okay. But my mom and I have the ability to deal with that. And we would not have given that up for yeah. any amount of bodily fluids or whatever. Okay. But just please do be aware. This is not a movie. It is not <laughs> end of a Harlequin romance and no one's fading off into the sunset. Okay. No. There are physical things. Yeah. And speaking of physical things back to yours. So you start out in this fitness world and you have grown so much since then. Does it all, and it, you really have said this, but I just want to bring it back. Does it all contribute? So do you have this feeling of accomplishment that when you're helping a person get healthier and deal in their physical bodies, all your other toolkits and helping them through the other stuff, is it all just a, what's the word I'm looking for? Exponential gain versus how you trained maybe even like 20 years ago. Do you feel your results are very different now with your client base over these 20 years and your learning? Oh yeah, Absolutely. Okay. I, I don't even know What's how the I would... biggest. Yeah. Just give us, think about maybe what the biggest plus on having all these other disciplines in helping someone get healthier. I think uh, with having all the disciplines, it allows me and my client to use whatever tools necessary to get them to their level of health, wellness, mm -hmm. spirituality as well, because really it's not, um, I think it's coming back to self, you know, that the self plus right. the higher self. And so for me, uh, 20 years ago as a trainer, I don't think I could do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Without the schools that I have now. So, you know, it just gives me a bigger, like I said, a tool belt to work with. And, um, and my purpose on the planet is to help people be the best version of themselves. However, that is for them, not based on my needs, but their needs. Right. Oh, excellent. Sonia, thank you so much for being with, with us here today. When people go to your website, what will they find? What kind of resources do you have on there? Okay. Well, so if you go to my body circuit for her website, um, that'll be there for all a long time, but I, you, 
just there there's health and fitness there's chakra dance there is nutrition there is personal training there's a wide variety of tools but you'll start to see it change over time because things are going to move into more of a package like you and I were just discussing that's what I've been working on and likely I will probably forward that website to my personal brand later because obviously people are Mm -hmm. hiring me not the company name per se. So that will change, but for now, go to body circuit for her. That'll be redirected at some point down the road. Excellent. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day and to all my listeners have a great day and we'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>